Hello and welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries. And on today's episode, we've got a good friend of mine, Mr. Terrell Hendricks. Terrell is a former fighter and now a personal trainer in Boxing Burn. And he's absolutely killing it. And he's a very interesting character. So I know this podcast is going to go in all sorts of different directions. He's got a lot of experience in, uh, in the fight game and in the training game. So Terrell, how's it going, mate? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, it's been a long week, but it's been a good week, a long, productive week, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to be. I've been excited when I told you to ask you to come on this, and uh, you said you would. So yeah, it's it's good to get you on here. Terrell, for people who don't know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I'm uh, Terrell Hendricks. Uh, Terrell Hollywood Hendricks, actually, um, born and raised here in California. Um, retired pro fighter, uh, fight experience. I you know was uh, 2006. A novice Golden Glove champion, uh, 22 pro fights, you know, yada, yada, yada. I can keep going. But, um, you know, just, uh, you know, local L.A. guy. Yeah. Ed, and you've been at Box and Burn for how long now? I've been at Box and Burn right now for one year and about two weeks now. Yeah, right. So it's, it's, it's been a year. Yeah. This is the first podcast I've ever done. Actually, it's not. Actually, it's not. It's the second podcast I've ever done where I felt underdressed. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're watching this on a... Uh, on YouTube, you, you'll see what I mean. Like, Terrell, what are you wearing? Well, basically, well, this right here, my, my shirt is Versace, uh, Donatello Versace. <laughs> uh, you know, I got uh, some uh, denim ripped jeans, you know, from uh, H&M. What a uh, red uh, Air Force Ones. Holla. From H&M? Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. you admitted that. Hey, you know what? You know, hey, you listen. You could have lied could, and said there was some, some Hugo Bosses and whatever. Listen, you can find some good pieces at H&M. You know, it's just, you know, style is just how you put it together. Yeah, you're very stylish, and you've got that cowboy hat on. Or what, what sort of hat is it? Yeah, this right here. I got this hat from, actually, I got it from Australia. You did? Yeah, I went down to Australia to spar with uh, Danny Green, and I was I, and I was like, let me see what's going on. And so I actually did some shopping, and I, and I found this hat. I was like, yeah, this is a go. Nice. Well, you look very uh, very stylish. Uh, very stylish. We thank went, you. It's funny, we went, uh, where was it? We went with Soho House the other yeah. week. We got invites to there, and we went to Soho House. If you're not familiar with that, it's a very exclusive like what? What is it? It's it, like a it's club, a right? It's like a list. You know, Kim Kardashian. Um, all top celebrities go there. This is like top of the line. You know, I, to be honest, I didn't even really know what it was. When, once you <laughs> invited me, I was like, "What is this? Someone's house?" I, like, I was talking to one of the other guys. Like, no, listen, this is so house. I'm like, hey, I googled it. They're like, look, nothing came <laughs> up. You know, this Who's is Soho. It's yes, yeah, Soho. This is very nice. It's exclusive members only. So when we, we went there, some one of the members invited us and. When we got there, Terrell came dressed in his swag like this. And everyone was laughing. All the boys were laughing at you. But my wife, who's massive into fashion, she was like, Terrell looks the best out of everyone. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. I, she, she knows. She knows style. So we, we got a, we got a Soho house. Uh, and the lady, Patsy Palmer, who was Raquel in EastEnders, if you're from England, you'll be familiar with that. She was DJing there. Anyway, we bumped into Sting. Sting was in there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is mad. And Stephen was there, Stephen Keane who's been in the podcast a lot, who's from Liverpool. And I remember he said to me, he said, We had a few drinks and he was like, God, you know what? I love coming places where you're not supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Me meaning like where we from, it's like out of the ordinary and I'm and I know you're the same. For us to be from where we're from, from the streets, 
of the northeast of England, and to I know where where you're from. Well, well actually, you know, I'm from West LA, which is it's it's kind of nice, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like look, I'm, I'm from West LA. Look, I'm born and raised West LA, but you know where the grass West is LA. green. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but but for me and Stephen uh, to be from where <laughs> we from. To, to being inside there, rubbing shoulders with Sting and all the other celebrities, now it was it was mad, it was unbelievable. Uh, so Terrell, how many fights did you have? Pro fights? Uh, I had 22 pro fights, 22, 22 pro fights against seven defeats and uh, three draws. You know, but the draws were total bullshit. A lot of those losses were bullshit too. Um, excuse my French. I don't know if I can no, say that. No, you can't. You're good. Yeah. You're good. All right. But, you know, um, the referees, the judges, the, the whole politics of boxing, that's real life. It's no joke. Yeah, and Terrell is the only man ever to drop Triple G. Yes, yes, that is very correct. Back in 2009, I got a call from a gentleman, you know, uh, Ricky Funes. I was training at 10 Goose Boxing, and he said, hey, look, we're going to bring you up here to camp to spar with this uh, Russian champion. I, I had no idea who he was, so I was like, okay, sure, yeah. They was like, we're going to pay you $1,500 a week. And I was like, $1,500 a week? Wow, $500 a day to, for 12 minutes of action? I was like, yeah, sure. I got there. I'm going to be honest, guys. I looked at him. I said, this little white guy? That's, that's what I was thinking yeah. in my mind. I didn't know who he was, you know? And, and immediately, once he hit me, I felt it. I was like, oh, shit. Like, it was something different. But then, you know, I, I bit down, and, and I, I knocked him down. I dropped him to the body, you know? And he, I'm, I mean, this was no flash knockdown. He stayed on the ground. He held his rip, and he was, like, paralyzed for, like, you know, I would say about 15 seconds. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Were you frightened when he got back up? No, because I, I still <laughs> didn't know who he was. But I'm, let me tell you this. He, he beat my ass every day. Every day, man. I, I told my friend, I was like, yo, man, I was like, pray for me. I was like, this guy is something different. He was like, what? He was like, he's a human just like you. He's, I was like, no, it's something different. And this is before, you know, HBO. This is before we seen that he knocked out 19 guys in a row. I had no idea. I just, once I felt his power, I knew it was, it was incredible. Yeah, that, that was, uh, that's crazy. So you sparred from how many rounds? Yeah, I did. Well, I for that camp, I did I did between 15 and 20 rounds, but I did two camps with him. I did well, you dreading times. it each day. Yeah, you know, because the guy, Abel Sanchez, his trainer, they would, you know, they will put your name on a board and they will tell you exactly what time you would have to go down and spar with them right. because they have like a camp there in Big Bear where you're upstairs. They have like dorms with a bunch of fighters there. Matter of fact, one of the uh, heavyweight uh, ex-champions was there. His name was Samuel Peter. Oh, yeah. He was there, you know, a bunch of guys were there, you know, other fighters. And I was like, shit, when I just looked at that board, like, man, we got to go down at three o'clock and spar. You know, it was it was crazy. Yeah, that brings back memories. Now, when I think of that, I, it makes us feel a little bit nervous and makes us feel a, bit, a little bit sick because I remember Spawn, I remember Spawn Triple G, but just Spawn on training camps with different countries where they were just absolute animals. And I, I guess when I was fighting for England, they thought the same about us as well. I bet you them felt the same. But, but going down there, Spawn with Triple G, who's just an absolute beast. Yeah. That yeah. must have been nerve wracking, uh, right? Let me, let me tell you a story. The reason my cousin told me this, he said, "Look, the reason why you did so well with him in the first camp, he said, it's it's kind of like a, a child playing with a pit bull or a rock. Right. They have no idea that this thing could really hurt you. Like I, I didn't know who he was, but had I got invited to come to camp with him after I seen him on HBO, after I seen all of the buzz, the hype, I would have been a little bit more reluctant to let my hands go, or a little bit I wouldn't have just came in and just start like kind of banging with him." Like, so I had no idea who he was. So I think that kind of, I think guys are psyched out before they actually get in the ring with him. But then 
once they actually feel the power, it's like it's true. All the things that they heard, you know. Right. That's great how your cousin said that because there's have you ever seen that video on on YouTube with a little Indian kid who's playing with some snakes and it's just pecking his head. Yeah. It's kind of like that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know the f- but but you put a an adult there, he'll yeah. be like, "Fuck no!" Like he's not gonna be playing with these things. But yeah, like he, he had no idea. So m- moving on in in your career, you retired. Let's talk a little bit about uh, your your retirement. Yes. Well, the retirement, I'm going to be honest, you know, um, um, I, I suffered a brain hemorrhage. You know, that's what caused me to retire. You know, this was uh, one year and uh, three months ago. What is a brain hemorrhage? Well, um, I had bleeding of the brain, you know, which, wow. yeah, yeah, the shit was, it was crazy. It was crazy. And what was so, like, astonishing about it is I felt something was wrong with my, my, my brain immediately. It wasn't like, uh, I don't know, they discovered it later. Like, immediately after getting out of the ring, I felt felt something was squeezing my brain like and uh and this was a uh, another russian so be, listen be careful with those <laughs> russians i don't know those guys are really strong they could punch really hard yeah. like let me tell a story like black guys are like quick they're athletic as fighters you know um hispanic fighters they have a lot of heart a lot of pride toughness but it's something about the russian guys that i noticed from all the guys that i sparked they're like incredibly strong and and well schooled you know as far as fighting so um you know, but basically I, I was in camp with a guy and I was helping him get ready for his fight. And, um, you know, I knew uh, this was like maybe the third uh, the third time th- this week spawned with him. So I knew what he was capable of. Um, I came to the gym, you know, it was a regular day. And, uh, you know, we put the gloves on. It was, you know, a regular day. But I, I knew, normally I'm a pressure fighter. I like to come forward and I bang. But I knew this guy was very dangerous. So I tried to use my feet a little bit more and try to move around. But he just kept picking me off like he knows distance so perfectly. So, you know, um, but he hit me with not what I would think a lot for that camp, you know, for for that day. But once I got out of the ring immediately, once I took off the headgear, I couldn't lift my head up. Like I knew immediately like something was wrong. Wow. So you got out of the ring and then, then from there you've, you knew something was wrong. What, what happened? Yeah, I, I didn't tell anybody as a prideful fighter. I didn't yeah. tell anybody else at the gym what was going except for my best friend that had, he happened to come with me, Lonnie Bradley. He, I told him, I said, look, I said, I said something's wrong with my brain. He was like, what do you mean? He was like, just lay down and take a nap, you know, and take some Advil. It was just like a tough day. I was like, no. I was like, take me to the hospital. Like, you know, I'm getting emotional thinking about this right now. Right. He was like, look, I was like, man, take me to the hospital. Like, something's wrong. And I knew I, I couldn't lift my head. And I felt like very uh, nauseated, like like I had to vomit, like it was bad. So, like you said, you so you've been hit that hard on the skull. Your skull, your your brains rattled around your skull, which yeah. has caused the bleeding. Yes. And then your brain swelled up, and then the fluid around your skull is pushing against your skull because your because your brain swelled up. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. That that's what the doctor said. And what was so dangerous about my hemorrhage? is the doctor said it's it, it was near my spinal like it was like for i guess my head like the whiplash and you know the the good thing is they said that all the bleeding would dissipate on its own because immediately i start thinking like all of the shit you see on tv or the news i'm like oh my god they're gonna have to cut a hole in my in my in my skull to drain right. this that's what i was thinking as i was laying there on that bed I was like, man, you know, and I was just, I was scared. I was thinking about my wife, my kids. I was like, my mom never wanted me to box ever. She never wanted me to do this. And I kind of went against her, you know, and follow my dreams. But I was like, I was like scared. Like I just, like I start crying, you know, I was, I was there. And um, yeah, it was, it was just really tough, you know. In the hospital? 
yeah, this was in the hospital when I knew. I was like, oh shit. Like when they they told me, they said, Mr. Hendricks, they said you have you've uh, you've had a brain hemorrhage. You can't fight anymore. And I was I was okay with the not fighting part. I was like, who gives a shit? You know, like um, my life is more important. You know, but um, it was it was pretty tough. It was pretty tough. You know, um, yeah, man. I was I was just I just knew they said they said. You know, like even like a slight car accident can maybe rejar it. You know, like that's how serious it is. But uh, I went back to the hospital afterwards, and they did a follow up, and you know, they said everything is okay. So know? let's talk about what, when you were in the hospital, and they've told you all this. What's what do you do? Did, did they keep you in the hospital? Do do the do the cool your head down? Do they give you medication? Do they put you in an IV? But what's yeah, no, actually, I, I, I was in the hospital. I was in ICU. Now, Fucking everyone, up. yeah, yeah, I was in ICU. And yeah, yeah, it was it was very serious. But let me tell you this. I'm, all my friends, they tell me I'm cheap, right? You know, I, I went out with you yeah, guys. You, you, are, all you guys, you yeah, everyone says I'm cheap. So as I got to the hospital, and mind you, I didn't have, uh, you know, insurance at the time. And they told me, look, we have to transfer you, Mr. Hendricks, to the uh, to the um, uh, UCLA. I'm sorry, not UCLA. We have to transfer you to the Sunset, you know, Kaiser. And I said, oh no, I started thinking about how much this uh, this ride was gonna be in the in the truck. I was like, no, I'll drive myself. That's how fucking cheap I am. I, I'd rather get in my car and drive myself. I'm like, look, you're not about to fuck my credit up. Put this thousand dollar, you know, uh, ambulance ride on it. I was like, I'll drive myself. It's like, no, you can't drive yourself. I, I knew I couldn't drive, but I was like, I'll have one of my friends or my mom or somebody drive me. It was, so I was in ICU, but what was so crazy about it is, is that I, I was bedridden, so you lose so much energy and so much strength, you know, after they finally released me after two days, it was like, you know, I had to walk with a cane, you know, just for like a couple of days. Really? Just to, yeah, just to kind of wow. get my bearings and my strength back. Wow. Yeah. So what was the... What did they treat you with in ICU? Like, what did what was the they, treatment? They didn't. They didn't. They just monitor. They just monitor right. the bleeding. They they didn't so treat it with down itself. Yeah, it went down. It dissipated because. If I wouldn't have got, you know, got seen so quickly, it, it could have been a lot worse. But what they did is they just monitored it. They didn't, they didn't give me anything. You know, they checked my blood, they checked my vitals, but they didn't give me that. I was just so happy that they didn't have to cut a hole. I'm just like, man, what am I gonna do with this hole in my head? Yeah, you know, wear a hat like that. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I just have to wear hats everywhere. Do you regret fighting? I regret, like, because I don't know. Like, I think that I had. Let me tell you this. Every fighter that steps in the ring, you hear all the bad stories about boxing, but you never think it could happen to you. Right. Like, I never in my mind, when I started, never thought that it would happen to me. And I, I started pretty old. Like, most guys like yourself, you know, you know, with all your accolades as amateur champion, you probably started when you were a young teenager, well, yeah. a young boy. Like, I started at 22 years old. I was, oh, wow. a, I was like in a, a full-fledged adult, you know, and... A lot of coaches, when I got there, they said, hey, look, they was like, you can't fight. You're too old. I'm like, no, yes, I can. They're like, you can't fight. I'm like, yes, I can. I'm going to show you guys. So I fucking bust my ass. I worked my hardest. I, I studied every film, every fight that I can do. Now, being that I started so late, I, w I didn't develop the skill set that I needed to be an, an elite fighter, but I had what, what we call determination, grit, and fortitude. Yeah. So everything that my fight game was based on was how tough can I be? How can I, you know, be able to, you know, uh, put myself on you to a point where you feel like you're suffocating? Because I'm just gonna be on you the whole time. Yeah. So, so would you, would you say you don't regret it, or do you do regret? I, I don't regret. I regret the way that I fought. Right. Now, let me tell you this: at the gym, 
I'll beat anybody ass at the gym. Like I, I, I was, I was fucking everybody up. Like no matter, like I spar with a lot of people. I spar with Peter Quillen, Kid Chocolate. I spar with, uh, you know, Sergio Moore. I spar with John Pascal. I spar with tons Edison Miranda. I spar with, you know, Soto Karatas. A lot top fighters, and you know, you, you kind of get a false sense of security with the, you know, with the headgear and the big gloves, you know. So, but my style was a style of entertainment, and that's why I got right. a lot of big fights because I came to fight, and people win, lose, or draw. They were excited to 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 see how I, you know I fought. So to answer your question, I wouldn't say that I was, I wouldn't, I don't, I wouldn't have changed anything. I would change the way that I actually fought, though. Right. Yeah. With the injury, did that come through? Obviously, the sport, but did it come? Was it a build-up? Was that just the straw that uh, killed the canvas? You know what? I, I think about this every I think about this every day and I will say this I think it was definitely I think a little bit of both I think it was the build up but I'm gonna be honest this guy he just fought last night he's he's only What's his, eight. Name? his name is Dimitri Bivol yeah listen guys this guy's gonna be a star this guy's gonna be a future world champion and a superstar like I've been in there with everybody but this guy's skill level is so high but I don't think that he, he's the one that caused the hemorrhage but I don't think that it was directly resulted with him I was spawned with his stable mate who was an actual gold medalist as well you know I was kind of like earning money as a sparring partner you right. would say like I would go to guys camp because their managers knew I was gonna be tough. I was gonna be there. So I was, I was, I was put there to make their guy work hard. You know. So I had some tough sparring with his, his stablemate before, and then I sparred with him. And I think it was just, it was just a little bit too up, much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. So we've done some like shoulder and body sparring in the gym. Here. It's yeah. kind of like messing around, but not because we, because we're competitive. Like yeah. you, David, myself, yeah. and yeah. we'll go well. We're just hitting the shoulders, and hitting the body, and it gets to the point where we're just trying to hurt each other with body shots. That, yeah. That's basically, isn't it? Yeah. Trying to yeah. drop the other person, yeah. which we can't really do because we're at that level where we can't do it. And yeah. one thing I, I noticed about you when we spoke about before is how tough you, you are. Even at that, you can just see you, you're, just a, you're just a tough bastard. <laughs> David was punching the shit out of your body. Yeah. The day. Man, <laughs> and, uh, man. And, you, and your determination. And I, and I can see why you were an entertaining fighter because just because of your attitude with the hard work and come on, come on, go, right, go yeah. on, you can hit me, you can hit me, but watch what happens yeah. as the round goes on. No, right? totally, totally. And like you said, that that, that is a, a bad style to have for a fighter. For oh. a for a fan, it's the best. Exactly. But for a fighter, it's 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 not very good. Would you let your kids box? You know what? I thought about it and my wife is actually like yeah, I want them to box. I want them to fight. And I'm like, listen, honey, if, if they're wow. going to fight. It surprises me. Yeah, yeah. She, you know, she said she said this. She said, defense, defense. And l let me tell you this. God, if their dad, if your dad trains you, I think he, he cares about you a little bit more than these guys who I was, tr you know, underneath their tutelage. I don't think they really cared about right. me as much. You know, it was yeah. just. You know, let's let's we're gonna get a check out of you. Like I don't really care about you too yeah. much. I feel like I've spoken before about the damages of what boxing's done on me. I had 106 fights, and I've I've said on every wow. podcast I've had, and in 106 fights, I worked out where I've been punched in the head over 55,000 times <laughs> through all the spawn and all that. If you want to go back to the podcast I did on the brain health, it talks all about when I went to get my brain checked and all that. Anyway, I would not let my kids fight. I've got two daughters. 
And if I have a son, uh, you know, I would not let them fight. I would let them obviously do the boxing training and all that stuff. But as it comes to fighting and getting punched in the head, definitely not. Because there is, and with respect, a million boxers like yourself who goes, tries to, who's a contender yeah. and all that, who comes away from boxing with, with zip, with nothing. Right, and and you you're totally. one of, you're one of the unfortunate ones that's come away with with the injuries and all that, which is, which was uh, life threatening, but there's all them fighters who come away with nothing. I'm the the not point one percent that's come away with a little, which yeah. I, which that comes down to the obviously going to the Olympics and turning pro, and then when I turned pro, I was getting paid decent money. I was buying houses, so yeah. I, I, yeah. I was smart with my money. Yes. So if my kids want to get into boxing, I would say but hell no. But but listen, listen, listen. Let me let me ask you this: If your if your son he comes to you and says, "Dad, I want to be like you. You're my hero. I want to be like you, Dad. Please allow me, support me, support me, Dad. This is what I yeah. want to do. What would you do? I I would say I'll teach you, mm. but be more like me, business business wise, rather than. Fighting wise, because I never done anything as a professional fighter. Obviously, I won the Olympic medal, which is a, which is huge, but it's totally big. Because you can't pick the opponent. See, that's the, the 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 world doesn't know. Like you're a real champion because you had to beat the best to yeah. get there. It's not like in the program where you kind of pick who you want to fight. Yeah, and you you know, you kind of you avoid people. No, you had to fight everybody. So that's a, that, that's that's huge. You know. Yeah, and I would tell my kids, I'll teach you. I'll teach you boxing. I'll teach you business as well. Okay. Because uh, I think that that's be, be smart. Use your brain for something else. Yes. Rather than rather than doing that. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. 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 You know. Um. I, I think. You know what? A, a lot, I've 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 heard that. I've heard that before. Now the thing is, I'm not gonna. I'm definitely not gonna push them towards it. See, that's the thing. Like, I'm not. I'm just gonna be supportive. If he wants to. Then I'll say, listen, this is what you have to do. You have to dedicate yourself. The name of the game is to hit and not be hit. Right. But I'm not I'm not one of those fathers who are gonna shove it down his throat like here, this is what you're gonna yeah, do. I'm not no, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Nah. Even though that's what my father done to me. And now I thank him for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it to mine. Um uh, yeah, so so now you Oh, that's what I was gonna say. So even now, every time I get touched in the face, like even if, if my kid hits us on the head. I'm thinking, oh, I hope that's not doing damage. I'm so paranoid right uh -huh. now about, are you the same with that? Um, no, no, but I should be. Let me let me tell you a story. You know, this was about five months ago and uh, Kevin Watson, you know, the co-owner here at yeah. Box and Burn. I was going to- on the podcast all the time. Yeah. Yes, yes. I was going to spar with one of my clients and this is maybe five months ago now. Of course, I'm not supposed to be doing this. But I'm thinking this guy is very novice. There's nothing that he could do. He can't hurt me. There's no way that he'll be able to hurt me. Right. He doesn't know how to throw a proper punch. And even if he does know how to throw it, like it's not going to be that effective. And Kevin kind of looked at me and, and it touched me. He looked at me and he shook his head. He said, Tyrell, you know you're not supposed to be doing that. And I looked at him and I said, you know what, Kevin, you're right. And, I, and, right. I, and he, he pulled me away from it. But I just... See, that's the thing. I sometimes, and I was just too, too, too tough for my own good. I need to be safe for myself. So, but the way that David was hitting me, if I would get hit in the head like that, it, it would be fucked up. It wouldn't be yeah. good, you know. But yeah, this guy was just like a, you know, yeah. he's just kind of really didn't know what he was doing. It, even now with the shoulders and body, I'm, I'm stopping doing that because, like you were doing the deal with David, I got yeah. the get, get hit in the head, and I was, I was spawn. Shoulder body spawn with this big guy. He must be about 350 pounds in Santa Monica. <laughs> wow. He's wow. Uh, he's shorter than me, so he's he's big, okay. you know. Uh -huh. And 
just hitting the shoulders and then he hit me with a left hook and it hit me straight on the chin on the chin right and it took in about 30 seconds i got a headache it was like boom wow i got a headache like that and i was so worried i told my wife and she went crazy like what the hell yeah, what are you doing yeah, you know, stop yeah, doing that yeah. stop doing that so now i'm like I had, yeah. a head, I had a headache the next day as well, so it's like this shit's, yeah. this shit's not good. No, nah, it's not. It's not. Like you know, we love boxing and we teach boxing here at Boxing Burn, and it's a, it's a great workout. It's awesome, but at the same time, it's it's very it's very dangerous. You know, if you, if you don't have the proper skills and technique behind you. Yeah, you know? it is. So let's talk about your training now, Terrell. Yes, your training at, yes. at at Boxing Burn, and we mentioned you on the Boxing Burn Effect podcast. I think that was episode number forty-eight, where. We talked about when you come in. So you retired from boxing, and yes. you had no plan B, really, did you? You had nothing. Zero. And Zero. You were telling me you were looking for other jobs. Yeah, I was. I'm gonna be honest. I was looking. I was on Craigslist. I was looking on Craigslist. I was like, man. I was like, what am I gonna do now? I was like, you know. First, I took. I took two months off. You know. Uh, thank God, I did. I, I didn't have a legitimate plan B, but I had some money saved up from right. you know a couple of my fights. So after the hemorrhage, I took two months off. Uh, I didn't do anything. I was just at home. I was just you know with my with my only had one son at the time. Did the doctor advise you after two months off? No, they just they just kind of told me to just you know relax. never get hit again, just to yeah. relax and never get hit, you know. And um, so I, I was at home and I was like, man, what am I gonna do? And I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I, I, I looked into selling male enhancement. I swear it was it was that bad. I was like, man, What's I was that? like, oh, like the thing that make the wank big, yeah, Viagra, that, yeah, yeah. Vi it was like Viagra, but it wasn't Viagra. It was something <laughs> like that. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I found this this ad on Craigslist and I was like, man, maybe this, maybe I could do this, you know? And, uh, did you try it? No, I didn't. I didn't with the actual stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's you that. did, I can't you, did, you tried it. I, gotta, hey, I, I can't disclose tough. that right now. Hey, listen. Let me let tell me you a story though. All right. My wife, you know, before I met my wife, she found I had these little this little package. It's called Extends. I don't know why I'm even telling you guys this oh, shit. Tell me, tell me. Yeah. Extends, you know. Um yeah, I, I purchased a few. I tried them out. <laughs> listen, my wife found them, she threw them away. She was like, What the fuck are you doing? And then just last week she she uh she told me she said you know what I can divorce you I was like why she's like because you you gave me false advertisement you was using this extent stuff <laughs> and now it's not what it used to be I was like come on don't do that to me it was real funny we laughing you know this it was pretty funny but yeah yeah that's this is, I, I didn't have I didn't have a plan B you know exactly I knew I knew I have like. I think life is a fight. You know, I, I knew I was determined to be something. I knew I was going to make it at something in life, but I didn't have an actual, you know, and what better place than actually come here where all of the experience that I have in the, in right. the fight business, I can, you know, I can share it with my clients and, you know, all types of tips about diet and that type of thing. Yeah. It's funny because when you came here, we've had a few boxes that come here and I, I, and I automatically think when you've, being boxing, you can put the mitts on and you can be good on the mitts. Cause I was, but mm. you weren't. No, no, I was not. You, <laughs> you guys to, taught me that. You so. had to, you had to work to work yeah. for it, and that's one thing where I was seeing like, oh, you were in the gym every day, put the mitts on, holding for anyone and working mitts for anyone, and now you're really good at mitts. Yeah, let me let me tell you because I'm gonna be honest. Out of ten years of me actually, you know, competing, eight years as a pro and two years on the amateur scene, I never not once held the mitts for anyone. Right. I never held yeah. the mitts. So it I've never I never did it. I know how a punch is supposed to look and how it's supposed to come off. Yeah. But I've never actually held them. So the, I remember the first time uh you know I came to the gym and you guys, you know, were basically taking me through an interview process, you and Kevin, um, 
and you was hitting the shit so hard. I was like, man, what is wrong with this guy? Why is he hitting this shit this damn hard? <laughs> Kevin, like, man, he's got to try to take my arm off. But yeah, you know, like, and I just, I never actually held it. So I had to learn. And that's what, what was great about the development with you guys. Um, I just shared a, a video on uh, Facebook. Uh, me, me and Stephen Kane, it's been one year where we was in that ring behind us and he was like going over some of the combinations and, you know, uh, the basics with me, you know, so it was, right. it, it was, it was great. Yeah. So that, that, that's what we were speaking about as well on the, on the last Boxing Burn Effect podcast is where fighters like yourself, they, <laughs> they come out of boxing, they retire and it's like, shit, I've got nothing to do. All I know is boxing. I mean, you try to start selling dick announcers. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's it, man. And then, and then you've, you've got nothing to do. So, I think I, I don't believe in luck. You make your own luck. But you yes. come, you come in. You could have come in and seen how much we paid for tr- new trainers, or you could have mm-hmm. come in and and seen how how you had to work hard to to become successful. And you could have just went, nah, nah. But now, fast forward a year and. How much? Yeah, about a year and a, two weeks or so. Yeah, yeah. If fast forward a year, Trail just bought a brand new 2017 BMW. Uh, Four Series Grand Coupe. Coupe. You got to use that. Yeah, Not a coupe. 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 <laughs> yes. He's, he's earning way more money now than he was when he was boxing or being a sport partner. Seriously. Seriously. And uh, the quality of life's better, right? Yeah, and I remember when, when you, when uh, same with me, when I f- stopped boxing, and I start training people. I still always have the the urge. I want to box. I still I still want to box. It. You're half in, half out because uh-huh. you've not really accepted it. Right? Yeah. With you, it's hard to accept that. Uh-huh. But when you do accept that, which you've done now, it just goes whoosh, through the roof, and you accept what your new career is going to be, right? No, totally. Like you know, I have no urge or anything to you know get back in the ring. You know, um, and that's that's definitely out of my you know out of my mind, out of my system because you know kind of like you mentioned, I'm gonna be honest, you know. I'm earning more, you know, um, more money here. You know, um, uh, you know, I, I made some good money with my boxing, but you know, l- let's be honest, those fights are very far in between. You know, you fight right. a guy. I see a lot of top end guys, you know, who fight, you know, once every three months, and just imagine trying to support yourself off of that one big lump sum or yeah. so for you know for three months. So you know, it just it. This is this is so much better, and it's it's just. My health, like, you know, I look at my children, I want to be around for them, you know, and I just think, you know, how dangerous it is. And you know what's crazy to mention? Um, I watched this movie called uh, Concussion that I had no idea oh, about. Yeah, with Will Smith. It's, you know, about the concussions, but the yeah. football players, you know, the, all of the trauma, like your brain is so, you know, it's, it's so complex. You're not supposed to, you know, take these punches to the head. So it's just, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely happy, you know, with, with the way that you know things have come, and I'm and I and I love it. But let's let's be honest though. You have to work hard. You know, you, if you don't like you said, anybody, if you don't work hard, it's not gonna come. Whether it's in the ring or whether it's yeah. here, or whether whether whatever you're doing, like I want to yeah. be the best at whatever I decide to do. So you know, I took that mentality of you know inside of the ring. I brought it here and said, look, I'm gonna. I'm gonna study. I'm gonna like, cause I do, I do what I call homework. You know, I watch different mitt patterns, different company because you have to continue to develop as a boxing coach and trainer. Yeah. You have to. You can't just you know rest on your laurels because then again, your you, your clients they get tired. They 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 kind of get bored. So you wanna you wanna you wanna keep it fresh. Where every time they come see you, they say, "Wow, what is he gonna have for me today?" Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not just that what you've improved on. One thing what I'm very impressed at is how you've improved at your seals as well. Because yes. I mean, that's when, when you're in a 
a gym like Box and Burn and we've got 30 trainers and everyone wants to do private training. Yes. If if you're on the same level at doing the mitt work and everything else as other people, you've got to be good at sales where your yes. sales has just went through the roof. Yes, yes. Um, you know what? <sighs> this is sales sales is very, very it's very it's something I like to do. You know, it's something I like to do because I, I just look at it as is I'm not selling you anything. I'm providing you a service. Right. Like I'm providing yeah. you a service. Like I'm not selling you because this what I'm gonna give you is is very, very well worth it. You're gonna really enjoy this and you're gonna walk away from it and say, Wow, I didn't know that's how that was supposed to be done. So it's not I don't you know, I don't consider it a sell. I consider it as me providing a service, to be yeah. honest. No, I agree with that. And people who come in, in here they're coming in because they want to train it. It's not like someone who's walking past. Have you been in, in the shopping malls where you're walking past and they're, they're trying to give you after you? Come here, come here. You've <laughs> yeah. seen that, right? Or yeah. trying to like, put come on. Wiggle, make them on women, that sort of stuff. It's not like that. They're coming in for the service and we provide them the service. But you, all we're seeing now is if you want to enhance it and, and get better yes. faster, get better results, get more targeted results, uh, yes. uh, come and try a one-on-one and, and that's how... That's it. It sells itself, really, right? Exactly, exactly. You know, and and everyone like the the atmosphere is so great here. Like everyone that that walks through the door, you know, they they feel like warmth because you know I remember years ago or before, and that's why you know what, box and barns are gonna be opened up in the near future around everywhere because gyms used to be you know dirty, ugly. You see an old guy with a beanie with one eye, like, sitting there. You know, like, but here it's like, everyone is nice, everyone is pleasant, so when people come in for the first time, and it's just a great environment, great atmosphere, they're like, wow, you know, wow, I want to learn this thing, what we call the sweet science. Yeah. So, a couple more questions, to uh, a couple more things I want to know. What's your goal now? Because you've, you've kind of hit your, your your money goal. Obviously, yeah, that's financial. one always wants to go up. And uh-huh. Uh, what what's your goal? Your next step in your life and your career? And you know what, my goal is to to continue to you know to stay here and thrive. You know, I, I like it here, and um, we kind of you know bounce each other, uh, quote back and forth with each other that I love. If you find a job that you love, that you'll never have to work another day in your life. Right. And that's exactly how I feel. Like I don't feel like like this is actually work. Like I don't feel like oh I gotta go to work. I feel like um I'm teaching boxing i'm teaching people to move their head unlike i did you know right. so this is very important yeah i think a good goal for you would be to, to match glenn and start earning them six figures hey yeah. <laughs> and then you'll hey, have glenn. to wear h&m jeans if you get the versace jeans to match the versace shirt, shirt. exactly exactly <laughs> you know i gotta step that game you know what i will say this me being here at the gym and you know i have uh, a few privates i will probably say i'm one of the top sellers here i see glenn a lot I see him a lot, like everywhere he's, and he has a good core of people that stay right. with him. You know, it's like, you know, but one thing that I can say about Glenn is, you know, he, he's a great trainer. Like, look at the things that he does. Like, all of his stuff is like top tier one stuff. Like, it's, you can tell, like, you know, because in order to be a great trainer, you have to be able to, to continue to develop because the fitness industry is changing every, yeah. every month, every year. And that's why it's great that you guys, you know, have uh, certification courses for for us to you know take like we took the trx which is actually it's coming up the trx we're going to take that the battle ropes the kettlebells you have to constantly develop you can't just sit back and say okay i I know the basics and i'm just going to continue to do yeah you're right it's always changing and yeah talking about glenn one one thing he's he's doing now like he's got to the level now where i mean he's always been doing this like if if someone can't 
before the piece rate, he'll pass the clients on. But now he's got to the, the point now where it's like people can afford the piece rate, but he's still passing them on because he hasn't got time to get them in the schedule or he'd rather do something else, you know? So I think that's a great, as a, as a personal trainer, that must be the best position to be in. Listen, I'm going to be quite honest, you know, um, I've had a, a few of those as well now, and I and, uh, and really, I refer, I, yeah, I refer to Cedric. I've been blessing <laughs> Cedric. I've been, I said, listen, Cedric, I'm gonna bless you. Look, man, here's a few. Yeah, hey, look, you know, this person wants to do a six a.m. or seven a.m. I already have a client at that time, so here, take take them over and oh, call nice. them, and yeah. So I've been. And he's I've been, still not buy you a coffee. I know, right? This guy's man. Come on, Cedric. <laughs> that, that's that Atlanta stuff, you know. Trell, if anyone wants to find you or find out more about you or uh, hit you up or come and train with you uh-huh. what can they find you what's your instagram well they can find me at uh tyro underscore bnb you know that they can find me there and um um you know definitely let's do it let's, what's let's, your other let's one go. the flossy one uh uh floss angeles floss angeles it has a lot of you know my my my, my fight stuff and you know my you know it's, it's it's great you know just to get it floss angeles all right guys <laughs> floss angeles or tyro underscore bnb yeah. floss angeles is the personal one yes the other uh-huh. one's the professional yes. one all right, well, thanks for coming on, Terrell, and uh, thank you for listening. Guys, so listen, if you've listened to this full podcast, what we want to do now is I'm going to give any, someone who leaves us a great five-star review on iTunes a free Box and Burn t-shirt. In fact, I'll give you one of these ones that I'm wearing. These are $30, and you can also buy these on boxandburn.com. So leave us a review on iTunes. It'll help us get our ratings up, and it'll help the show a lot. Also, if you're not following us on Instagram, you can follow us at Box and Life. Use the Box and Life hashtag and we'll see that and we'll get back in touch with you. Uh, so until next time, I'm Tony Jeffries and this is Terrell Hendricks. Terrell Hollywood Hendricks signing off. Thank you.